Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. So, When you think about the word unconditional, what does that mean to you? You know, when I think about it, the first thing that comes to mind is something that doesn't have any conditions. There are no limitations. There are no restrictions to what it is. It is without barrier, without issue. So if you think about the word conditions, limitations, and restrictions— I want you just to take a second and ask yourself, where do you place conditions, limitations, or restrictions in your own life? What things for you do you have something that would make you say, you know what, if that happens, this is what I'm going to do. That's the condition of it. That's the limitation on it. That's the restriction on it. And then while you're thinking about what you place conditions, limitations, or restrictions on, I now also want you to think about, do you put those same conditions on how you love? And in the context of love, I have to ask this, do you put those same conditions or anything like conditions on how we choose to love God? Because I do not and I don't believe that we can talk about love, right, without talking about love in all of the relationships that we have to include the relationship that we have with the Father. So spend a minute contemplating that as I continue on in this podcast. I really want you to just think about that. So the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the New International Version, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. And then in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, also the New International Version, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Amen. So why is it so important for us to not only love, but to strive to love And what would constitute loving someone in an unconditional way without restrictions or limitations? Now, before I get a little bit more, start talking rather about the points that I want to make in this episode, I do want to just raise one additional thought for consideration. Kind of going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode when I said that we cannot consider how we love in relationships without also including our relationship with God because inevitably that relationship is also going to be lumped into the other types of relationships that we have. It's important for us to include God in our self-evaluation on how we love because in my opinion, What I have come to realize is if we are not careful, whatever energy and effort we give to 
the other relationships that exist outside of God, meaning that however we choose to demonstrate love in those relationships, whatever limitations, known or unknown, conditions or restrictions, known or unknown that we place in those other relationships that we value or hold dear, that behavior will inevitably spill over into the relationship that we have with God. And let me tell you why I feel this way. I feel that it is very difficult for an individual to shut off a behavior like love, the emotion of love, and apply it in one way, but not apply it in another way in another instance. And so I think subconsciously, whether we realize it or not, whatever issues we carry in our personal relationships that we choose to demonstrate or show our love in and for, they will likewise transcribe or transplant themselves onto that same type of love relationship that we choose to demonstrate in our interactions with God. So let me put it another way. If we struggle with forgiveness in the relationships that we say we love the person that we're involved with, we will likewise more than likely struggle with some level of forgiveness when let's say, for example, God doesn't answer a prayer as quickly as we want or how about he doesn't do what we want him to do or what we ask him to do or even we may be dealing with something that we don't feel we should have to deal with because of, you know, we've done this or we've done that or we've lived our lives a certain way and because of that, we shouldn't have to be subject to what we're dealing with right now. And so even in that, in that vein, that issue in the heart that speaks to a level of unforgiveness, in my opinion, it will blend itself or meld itself over into that relationship with God if we are not careful. So it is important, in my opinion, when we define love and how we choose to love and whether we are and when we rather assess whether or not we are loving unconditionally without condition and restriction, That needs to be applied in blanket fashion, meaning that we have to strive to make sure that our application of love is consistent across the board. And if you think about God's application of love to us, he's consistent across the board. It's unconditional. It's not this way for one and another way for another. It is consistent across the board. And so... Now I get into why I feel it is so important. Again, I kind of mentioned that earlier and I wanted to kind of take a step back. Why I feel it's just so important for us to strive to love in an unconditional fashion. The first and foremost thing that I can think of is that the ability to love covers other sin. And I know the Bible speaks about this in general, in terms of love covering other sin. And my takeaway from that is this. When you love someone, right, if you are capable of loving someone without condition, right, what that means is that some of the sin that we would otherwise allow ourselves to be subject to is covered up. It's covered over because we never allow ourselves to get to the place or point where we are engaging in those things that would be considered sinful. For example, If you're loving someone unconditionally, right, without restriction, limitation, or hesitation, then I'm going back to the example that I had before. 
it'll be difficult for you to carry unforgiveness in your heart, right? Because you're loving them unconditionally, which means when they do something, you're going to forgive them right away. Because your love of them is not based upon their performance of things for you. Your love of them is based upon your desire to do what you know God will want you to do and what you know will be pleasing to God, right? So going back to the other scripture that I referenced when I talked about 1 John 4, 16 and how, you know, we know and rely on the love of God that he has for us. God is love and whoever lives in love lives in God, right? So if we are striving to live in God and we know that God lives in love and as a result of that, God will live in us if we live in love, right? Because God is love, then it would be difficult for us to demonstrate or to stay in a state of unforgiveness, right? We would be willing to move past that. So essentially our ability to love would cover the sin of unforgiveness. Our ability to love would address and cover the sin of jealousy because we would not allow ourselves to get there, to feel jealous, right? So I think, again, it's important for us to strive to love in an unconditional manner because, again, it helps to cover the other sin that we could experience through other emotions that we would allow to enter into our heart, but for the fact that we are striving to stay in a place of unconditional love. And, I mean, let's just be real. Sometimes, quite frankly, that is harder to do than other times. I'm just going to be honest with you. Even the best of us can struggle with that. And understand it's it's not a make it happen tomorrow. The things that I'm sharing in today's episode to me are, are, I would probably more consider works in progress, something to work toward, understanding that we are not perfect and there are going to be moments where you say, "Mm -mm, I cannot and I will not, right? But I think even in those moments, If we capture the feeling or the emotion that we know would not be pleasing to God and try to reset it and recenter ourselves and come back to that place where we are working to demonstrate that love that we know God wants us to display, I do believe that we are capable of catching the opportunities to correct ourselves and try to stay on that track of demonstrating that unconditional love. So the second point that I wanted to address when we're talking about our ability to display unconditional love and and not just the romantic love that the month of February seems to be centered around with with Valentine's Day, not that romantic, flowery, high level love when, you know, everything is is, you know, chocolates and flowers and romance and all of those things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about unconditional love that requires us to stretch ourselves in other areas of our lives. That's what I'm talking about. And that's my point too. And so for me, to demonstrate unconditional love for someone means that you got to be willing to look past the things that you may not care for that they do. You have to be willing to look past the things that you wish they would stop doing. So unconditional love, and I think the Bible speaks to this as well, it requires a level of patience, right? The Bible speaks to that. We got to be willing to be patient. Maybe in areas of our lives, we may have never been challenged to be patient before. I'll be honest with you, different types of relationships that we encounter may require us to stretch ourselves in ways, in different ways, 
for those people in order to be able to kind of function in that unconditional love space. What may be required of you in a relationship with a partner may not be the same thing that's required of you in a relationship with a child. But nevertheless, the idea of trying to stay in that place of unconditional love, I love you without limitation, hesitation, or restriction, is still the same consistent thing. And what I see it as is an opportunity to stretch you in those areas where you may actually need to be stretched so that you can stay in that place of unconditional love. If God is capable of loving us unconditionally with all of our flaws, our faults, our shortcomings, all of those things, if he's capable of doing that, then as believers, and because we understand who he is and because we are desiring to do the things that please him, and we're desiring again yet and still that he live within us, then we should be committed to the idea of working to display that same type of love. Understanding again that we may not always meet the mark, but I think so long as the effort is put forth and there's the willingness, I believe that where we have conditioned our minds to commit to the idea, the action and the words and the thoughts and the behavior will catch up eventually. And so finally, the third point that I wanted to bring to bear is the whole idea that when we say that we abide in love, right? To abide in love is to abide in God. And I'm going back to that scripture that I read earlier, and I believe it was 1 John 4, 16. When we abide in love, right? To abide in love is to abide in God because God is love, right? And if we, again, live in love, then we are living in God and God is living in us. And so the goal or the end goal rather should be always to try to function from a place of abiding in love because to abide in love is to abide in God, right? And I don't really think there's any other way to say that. And again, I'm going back to when you talk about abiding in something, right? And trying to stay in a place that will bring its own individual challenges because here, We're being challenged to battle against the flesh and a desire to do something other than that. We're being challenged to battle against the flesh and the want to do something that works better for us because sometimes to abide in love, as I said before, that may be the harder thing to do rather than to do what your flesh is telling you to do. But I likewise think that at the end of the day, where we can center ourselves in a place where we can say that I am truly trying to abide in love in all relationships, to me, that mindset shift is the most important thing because if we can demonstrate it in the relationships that we can visibly and tangibly see and experience, then it'll be a lot easier to demonstrate it in the relationship that we have with God where we may not be able to tangibly see him, right? Visibly touch him, but we know that he's there, right? Right. And so whatever shortcomings exist in our ability to stay in a place of unconditional love and the relationships that we can physically touch will, in my opinion and hope, move over or transfer over into the one that we have with the Father where we cannot visibly and physically touch him because the mind is focused on abiding in unconditional love. And where we implement behaviors and conduct on a consistent and sustained basis those things will always translate over into other areas of our lives. And I think we all just need to be honest with ourselves 
and acknowledge that it is very difficult, again, to say that I'm going to love you this way, but that doesn't filter over in how we love God and in our relationship of love with God, right? So I think we need to get the one right in order to make sure that that one is right and that all of the relationships we have stay right. So as I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The idea of love is a whole lot different from the pursuit, right? We can say, oh, I think I like the idea of love and experiencing love, but the pursuit of love looks nothing like just the notion or idea of it. And after you start pursuing after love, right, and you come into possession of it, applying it is going to look a lot different from the pursuit because now you're in the middle of actually dealing with it. And if you think about the being in the actual middle of dealing with love, the application of love itself does not consider on the front end the cost associated with loving. So in the middle of us thinking about love, pursuing after love, and then being in love, right? We never consider the cost that's associated with the act of loving itself. What's truly required when you say, I love you, right? You're in the middle of it. You're doing it. And so the challenge would be to consider the cost of what it means to love, to actively love, and to not be afraid of the sacrifices that doing so would require. Because in order to stay in that place of loving unconditionally, sacrifices will be required. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. We reverence. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.